Hey, mates. Welcome once again to another edition of The Little Dum Dum Club. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting opposite me, my co-host, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Yeah, how you doing there, buddy? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, it's, um, we're in here with barely any equipment. This studio has just been pillaged week after week of our, all of its resources. Our balsa wood desk is covered in coffee. We're recording this show on a Milo tin with a bit of string in it at this point. In a gypsy's caravan. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, you might be listening to us on Barry Digital Radio, uh, so thanks for tuning in if you are. If you like the show, get on iTunes and leave us some reviews. We've had some nice feedback from people. Um, someone, any, any that aren't insulting you? No, none. That's the <laughs> weird thing. People like this show, but they like hanging shit on me. Uh, thanks to the person on iTunes who called me a dickwhacker. That was <laughs> good. my people. I think I've moulded their audience. I think you really have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thanks also to the person who sent me a Twitter telling me that I have an amazingly high-pitched voice, which uh, <laughs> the thing that that person doesn't realise is that I'm in my own head all the time. Like, I know. You know, I'm not wrapped about it. If I could get some EQ surgery shit on this thing, I would I would take care of it in a second. But, I've, you know, I've got what I've got, and that's, that's just it. I think we've got a lot of Team Chandler, which I'm liking. Yeah. We should do T-shirts, Team Chandler and Team Dasselot. Well, T-shirt. Hey, also, quick plug up the front because I've got suspicions that it's pointless doing the plugs at the end because no one's listening in that far. (laughs) Uh, Comedy festival shows are now on sale. Mine is called Tommy Daslow Buckwild. Carl's is called Carl Chandler. Jokes in 140 characters. Get on to comedyfestival.com.au if you want to come see us. And also, breaking scoop, we are going to be doing a live episode of the Little Dum Dum Club uh, Sunday, April 10. So put that in your diaries. Uh, We'll have guests and it'll be heaps of fun and there'll be more info about that forthcoming. Uh, Come come and insult Daslow live in verse. Yeah. Please, show Bring yourself. banners. Bring banners. Oh. Bring your favourite Dasselow Allsop insult oh. to the live Dum Dum Club record. I actually record. kind of really enjoy that. Like, I think <laughs> if an insult is, I'm kind of viewing it as, like, it's fun insulting. Like, someone calling you a dick whacker and hanging shit, it's, it's, it's just silly enough for me to not be hurt by it. Do you know what I mean? If it's just someone going, fuck you, it kind of hurts. But being called a dick whacker is like, you know... If they're leaving, little, little, leaving little snide things, snide things on the internet is one thing, but coming up and just spitting in Dasselow's <laughs> face is probably another, so don't do that. Just bring a banner. Yeah, bring a banner. Just spend a lot of time making a banner telling me how much you hate me, and that'll really make me feel good about myself. <laughs> and let me have the banner for every time we record a podcast from then on. <laughs> You're just going to do your own banners. Yeah, You're I will. Just start and hand them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's get into it now that the housekeeping's out of the way. Our guest today is uh, one of the finest comedians in the land. You may know him from his work on Rove or on Triple J. Very excited to have him in here. It's Dave Callan. This is, do I just talk into this You just thing? talk into that microphone. <laughs> um, do you know what? I'll, I've been looking around at your thing that you laughingly call a radio studio. Oh. Sorry, but I, you know I've come from the ABC where yeah. everything's not that flash. Well, but this place, have, do you pay much money for this place? No. We, well, the thing is we're meant to mention where we're oh, yeah. recording I mean, for them good. letting us. Oh, but now that, you've, now that you've bagged them out, we'll yeah, just yeah. not say who it is. This is, this is a condemned school portable. <laughs> yeah. That's what I feel. You know what? This is the probably only slightly better a studio than the number one commercial radio station in Darfur. <laughs> like Bur- Burma FM would, would have a slightly better studio. <laughs> yeah, this is... Not um, by much. Well, I mean, we were going to be in a position where you were going to bring an entourage in with you to, yeah. to hang out while we recorded this podcast. Thank God the yeah. wall, the kind of the showbiz kind of razzle-dazzle would have come tumbling down. Yeah, it would have really. Your whole your whole game would have been off. They would have taken one look in yeah. the studio and gone, oh, maybe you should delete all of us off Facebook. Yeah. There's going to be four wanted. attractive girls and I think they would have been sitting on the bin over there. <laughs> yeah, There's not really a lot of room. room. Yeah. Um, it needs to be pimped. Someone needs to pimp the studio. Yeah, well, four girls would have done it. Yeah, they would have. <laughs> 
That's li- literally would have pimped it. Well, that, that, this could have been like part podcast recording and part home renovation show. Part they masturbation just, session. They, well, let's be honest. <laughs> Dick whacker. Uh, well, let's let's talk about your entourage. Fifty um, percent of which are your your you've got backing dancers now yes. in your stand up. I just saw you do a gig. Do we, do you want us to talk about this, or is this going to ruin no, no, the, the, ruin the surprise for people that uh, for people no, that are coming no, to see you in the future? No, we just. A- we just saw you do a gig and you closed your set uh, performing the Beyonce dance to the song Single Ladies. Yeah. With two lovely ladies doing backup dancing for you. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that how did that come about? <laughs> Was there anything more to it other than just wanting to do the dance? Uh, it started in uh, on the Comedy Festival Roadshow last July. I was in Darwin and it was very muggy mm. and very like oppressive heat and I thought I can't go out for a jog but I really wanted to keep fit before my show because it always made me a bit sharper. <laughs> And so I wanted to do some exercise, and just that song was on YouTube, and I've always wanted to learn it. I just thought it was a very distinctive dance. And so I started learning it by myself, <laughs> um, and then I met um, – I went out to, to Andy McClellan's finishing school, which mm-hmm. I recommend for a night out. And I met up with um, people who like doing silly dancing like I do, and that song came on, and one of them was a Bollywood teacher – Oh, yeah. And uh, she teaches dancing, and she was like, I know this entire dance. We've learned it before. And I went, well, do you want to maybe make make some plans to, to, to do this in a dance studio, get it all, like, movement perfect, and then and then hit the hit the stage with hit it sometimes. Just to randomly – she was into flash mobbing, and so I thought she'd be up for it. And she was, and then she got a friend to, to be the other person because in the video, there's three. Right, and yeah. so we're doing it everywhere now. We can't stop because we really enjoy it. It's great to watch. I thought when you started that story and you said it started in Darwin on Roadshow, I thought you were going to say you performed it for the first time on stage in Darwin. And I was yeah, thinking, probably not the place to debut no dancing to Beyonce. If you're on Roadshow, you would have just got, I don't know, Fiona O'Loughlin to do the dancing with you? Or? <laughs> yeah, probably Fiona O'Loughlin and Mickey D. Yeah. yeah. That would have been rather shambolic. Yeah. yeah. Are you, maybe if you could do that during the comedy festival, you could have an all-star edition of it where you have yeah. like 10 backup dancers. Yeah, yeah. And, but they'd all, be, they'd all be shit at it. Well, these guys are actually dancers, and I'm not. Um, yeah, but you I could think... get like Kitson and <laughs> yeah, just anybody with long hair and a beard. Yeah. <laughs> be really good. I actually, yeah. Well, because sorry, because you were uh, so the girls that you have that we just saw do backup for you before they they they, they just did a burlesque show in Adelaide. Yeah, as part of the fringe, and you 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 were appearing in that show. Were you part? Yeah, of it? that's right. That that's right. I offered to to uh, do emceeing for it. And so we, we chucked the dance into that as well. Yeah, right. So we closed with that. So is this part of like a – if comedy sort of starts to – comedy yeah. is a sinking ship, let's be honest, yeah. <laughs> for all of us. Oh, it Hot is. Chicks dancing has always been the future for yeah. A, yeah. a lot of stuff. That's the, that's the thing. It was always a part of comedy before the 1960s. I think in the 40s and 50s, shows always had dancing girls, even up to the 60s, 70s, like Benny Hill and uh, – Kenny Everett, they all had dancing girls. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's time to bring it back. Yeah, you gone, you gone new school vaudeville <laughs> kind right. of gear. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's like neo vaudeville. Bring out a bit of pie in the face yeah. kind of gear. Yeah, yeah. Bit of racism. Rubbing yeah. Old, oh, maybe not. Like rub a bald man's head and <laughs> the spinning bow tie. When's that coming back? Spinning oh, yeah. dicky. Spinning dicky. If dickie. anyone could do that, Tommy DeSalo, I think it would be you. If that is your. You reckon it'd be me? I definitely think so. Yeah, I'd yeah. too. With the propeller on it. Oh, that is it. That yeah. I'd like to see someone do like hard edge political comedy mm. in a suit with just a hat with a propeller on it. Yeah. With an arrow going through it. <laughs> yeah. 
I want to break it to you guys right now. We have big plans for this single ladies dance. We're going to like do it live, but uh, it'll have a shelf life. So we want to we want to do something which is when it's perfect and it's getting close now. We're going to we're going to do it on YouTube in like ridiculous costumes. Like one of them's going to be I'm going to be as Darth Vader and they're, <laughs> and they're going to be stormtroopers and we're going to do the whole thing. And then one with me as Jesus. And them as either Mary Magdalene and um, and Mary or <laughs> Father Christmas or like oh. that's a great idea that Father Christmas good. and two elves we'll do seasonal no I thought ones. you meant no I meant Jesus and Father Christmas oh that's even better yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, and one of them could be the Easter Bunny yeah. <laughs> that would be brilliant yeah so it's educational too yeah yeah so this is going to be a series yeah it teaches kids about religion and uh, maybe Krishna. Uh, oh, <laughs> Krishna, Buddha, and Jesus yeah. all doing it together. Oh, sorry, that sounded wrong. Oh, so this is going to be like a series of of uh, YouTube clips of YouTube yeah. single ladies spoof videos. Yeah, we're going to do a zombie one as well, right? Where um, we're going to get somebody who can do special effects. So, like you know, in the movements, like occasionally there's like the bit that goes. Uh, now you Don't wanna... act it out for us because we're <laughs> not. Probably not the point because you can't see. But the bit where they dip and like the person's going to edit a head falling off and rolling away. Uh, yeah, good. So all the dancers are losing their limbs as the dance <laughs> proceeds, and then at the end we're all just stumps. Well, because you're quite well known for your um, you've for many years now been very well known for your thriller dancing. Oh yeah. And now that single ladies has come along, does this mean no more thriller? Have you oh. just been waiting for a new kind of viral dance that you could take off? Yeah, I, I think the thing about. How come uh, you missed the Lambada in the middle? <laughs> How come I what, what? You missed the Lambada in the middle. Like you went from Thriller yeah. to Single Ladies. There's nothing the in between. There was, there was the forbidden dance you I could have riffed on. I thought you said you missed Elaine Barter. I'm like, who's <laughs> Elaine Barter? I don't remember Elaine Barter. Yeah, I, should have, I shouldn't have missed her. No. I, uh, yeah, I, th- I like really distinctive dances. Thriller is another good one. And I think I might, now that I've been hanging out with people who are actually able to dance, I might be able to revisit that and then fine-tune it. Oh, yes. Because I've got the jacket. But, Have you? Um, yeah, I got, I got a real Thriller jacket oh, off, I e- off of the eBay. Am I allowed to say eBay <laughs> on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They are this a sponsor. eBay. This isn't the ABC. We can say whatever we want. Oh, that's a relaxing yeah. thing. Yeah, I've been yeah. told off when I've been on the ABC for mentioning products. Because you're not yeah, allowed to, oh, are you? No, you're not. It's Absolutely all subliminal not. advertising. Yeah. Which is hard because comedy is funny when it's su- super specific. Yes. Instead that's of saying, right. I had a soft drink, I had a Fanta. Yeah. It's funnier. And then yeah. you get a rap on the knuckles because <laughs> they think you you got bloody Fanta in your back pocket. It's <laughs> yeah. a sweet coin. Who doesn't? Fanta are corporate sluts. They're always the trying idea to sneak themselves onto ABC as well. Fanta yeah, the, the idea that you're loitering around <laughs> South Melbourne trying to get on. Yeah. The They're idea always that planting you'd... Fanta cans on the Triple J. <laughs> the idea that you'd put up on Facebook, hey guys, I'm going to be on Triple J with Sam Simmons tonight. Listen in, and then your phone would ring, and it'd be like the VP of Bloody Fanta going, "Look, we just we saw yeah. your Facebook status. Yeah. Come yeah. around now. What do you reckon? Just a laundry bag with a big and, dollar yeah. sign on it. You know it. what would yeah, be yeah. really good when you're talking on the radio? Bit of sickly, sugary orange juice, <laughs> <laughs> carbonated that makes you do weird burps up your nose. Yeah, yeah. that's like really nice for the first third of the can, and then you go, "Why did I buy this?" Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that exact dilemma on the way in here. Really, this yeah. is gross. It's, this ne- is... it's never you never want three hundred and seventy-five mils worth. Yeah, that's right. You don't. No, you don't. I, I think most junk food is like that. The first bite of a Mars is fantastic, and then the rest of it's like, oh wow, it's just too much dense energy in a food for you yeah. 
But the idea of a bite is lovely, but then you eat the whole thing whether you want it or not. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, like mud cake or something. If you go yeah. to a restaurant and you have those like $8 bloody bits of cake for dessert, but they, they, it'll be something really rich, but they'll cut it really thin and you get it and you're really, really pissed off. Yeah. And then you eat half of it and go, that'll do. Yes. You're like, yeah. oh, you knew better, yeah, restaurant. Yeah. You've probably done this before. And I like the way slices of cake are created like a wedge. So you just have like the tiny kind of like the nice bit first, the thin edge of the wedge, and then you got this whole yeah. big... Why it just gets wider and wider as you go along, and you become more sick of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Maybe I'll eat cake backwards, yeah, and then, really... then you've got a big wedge of icing to eat at the end. You go, oh, that's just like raw sugar. I'm rubbing my gums. How do you go again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a problem where I. It's not a problem. I don't drink coffee. Uh, I just never got onto it. So yeah. my kind of morning pickup <laughs> is some is a can of Coke or Diet oh, Coke. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you, we, we worked in an office for a little bit together, Carl, and you were fascinated because at 10 a.m. I'd go down to – I'd be half asleep and I need a bit of can, uh, caffeine. And Carl was just fascinated by going, how can you be putting essentially acid into your body at oh, 10 yeah. in the morning? And it, it's that same thing where you have a couple of sips and you get a bit of a jolt and then you just say going, oh, I've got to keep putting this into me because I've bought mm. it and it's there and it's mm. it's no good. That's that's what oh. I think of Coke especially. Like The longer I've gone on, the more I go, it's just acid water. Yeah. The more you think about it, you go – Acid when yeah. you're drinking it, it's just it's nothing. It's not yeah. like oh, this is like banana or this is like orange. What's coke like? Acid. Yeah, they need oh, to bring it out in those little shots. You know how you can buy like alcohol, like in the little little shot cups. There's like certain brands of alcohol. Oh that yeah, you can get. they need to bring out just a shot of coke. I think you're right. I think all that kind of like the chemicals that they put in there just can't be good. And like what it does to a tooth, what it does to a coin yeah. when you put them in a jar. And you know, I'll tell you this: if you're even if you're addicted to Diet Coke. Or Coke. Which I am. Oh, you are? I am. I'm fully – I've tried to get off it and it doesn't matter how many of those things I read where it says this will give you brain damage, Mm. this will rot your heart. I just – I I was was the same. And so I got to New Year's Eve and I just made a New Year's resolution not to drink it anymore and I did that this year and I haven't touched it. Really? And here's the thing. I've done this before and I've made it to this point and I've gone, I've been tired or whatever and I've gone, I'll just have a Diet Coke. And the first Diet Coke or Coke you have tastes horrible. Oh, okay. Like, so your body just goes, what the hell is this? But yeah. then it's also addictive. So your body craves it then as well. So just distance. That's yeah. all you need. So you're off the soft drink. Yeah. What do you drink? You Every time oh, I see yeah. you, you've given up something else. Right. Uh, I do. I give up stuff every New Year's Eve. Uh, I drink soda water. If I want a bit of sparkle in my party. If you're feeling naughty. Yeah, that's, that's like my... If you're having a big night. You know that I'm rocking the house when I'm having water. Because you don't drink alcohol, is that right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've given up soft drink now, you, no alcohol. Yeah. What else? Uh, I gave up uh, the herbal marijuana. All right. I gave that up like six, seven years ago. But liquid, so. you're still just guzzling it down. Man, I'm so guzzling waters of every dis- <laughs> any type of water I'll drink it. Okay. Still Come sparkling whatever. Bong, bong water. <laughs> <laughs> Come 2012, that'll probably be on the list of giving. Yeah, you, yeah, you well, just be sucking gonna, gum leaves in 2013. Yeah, you're going to have idea. nothing left to give up. You're going to be like this studio pillaged of all your resources. There'll be yeah. nothing left. Well, I'm thinking of giving up water. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. Like, you, you, you know, well, I, I'm thinking of giving hey, up. Hey, we've got water uh, sponsorships on the show. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking of giving a bottled water because they're charging us for tap water. You know that now. Yeah. Like in the early days, Evian was bottled in Swiss springs on the top of mountains in Europe, apparently. But now, Mount Franklin is tap water. All of these bottles are tap water. And um, I talked to a water expert last week. And he was, <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, Back I know, it up. I know. I know. <laughs> 
a water expert. He's, he where does, was he? Where did you meet him? I met him in a place <laughs> called uh, Caniva. Do you know where Caniva yeah, is? Yeah, it's like a country town. Yeah, it's in between Adelaide and Melbourne. It's like right. halfway. Uh, I drove from Adelaide to Melbourne with a friend who wanted some company. So uh, we stayed overnight in Caniva to break up the journey. And this guy worked at like uh, the Caniva Highway – no, the Caniva Halfway Motel or, is, or whatever. Is that the one with the giant koala? Is that Caniva? No, it's near there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. saw the giant koala. Because we drove to Adelaide as well. That's yeah. a spooky-looking koala. Yeah. It doesn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's giant. Yeah, for a start. But it's deranged-looking. That's it's not the size that offends me. It's the face. It's probably just angry about how big it is. Can't hang yeah, out with any of its koala mates. Yeah, it's I reckon the big... best koala artists in the in the country probably aren't hanging out near Caniva, so yeah, that's probably yeah. why it doesn't look that great. <laughs> that to make do. Near enough's good enough. So um, anyway, this guy he, he said, uh, "Don't drink the tap water in the rooms." Here's a, there's a special bottle of distilled water, and he was very into water. I've never met anybody who's so particular, and he was going. There was some sort of rating. I don't know. I think it might have been pH, but he said uh, the the rating of the water in the in Melbourne is okay. It's forty four pp or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. He says uh, quite often he's tested a lot of waters. It's just a weird hobby of his. And he goes, Mount Franklin <laughs> is like one hundred and sixty, and some of them are. They, they all vary. But so he high, said, the higher high is bad. High is bad. He right. said the human for human consumption one hundred and fifty. Is the the line right? You shouldn't drink it over. And some man Franklin's 160. Wow. What? So that's bad. Yeah, he says it's just alkaline problems, or you know, all, all gallstones and stuff like that. Can you go to Mount Franklin? <laughs> I don't think half of my. I don't think the water comes from Mount Franklin. I think that's well, a name. They should have like a theme park up there, but like it couldn't be like <laughs> Waterworld or whatever because you couldn't go surfing on their produce. I guess. Yeah. That would be sort of weird to. Yeah, you could have a ride where you sit on a giant gallstone and ride around <laughs> through a water kind of pipe. That would be funny. That would be funny to go. Yeah, if you got charged extra, you went to some water world up there, and then it was sort of like, I don't know, drink all you can ride on or something. I don't know. <laughs> drink all you can ride on. <laughs> I don't know. Who is this guy who's just filling in time working at the at the motel? Yeah, so until that wasn't his, until his job. Water testing career takes off. Yeah, I know. He's so massively into water, and like, and it's also it's almost to the detriment of his other business that he's going that yeah. he's telling you the tap water in this motel's a bit shit. Like, do you know? Well, what I mean? it's funny if he Don't works in Caniva or whatever it is, like near that giant koala. I could sort of almost see it because you're looking around, going, "What do I do today? What what can I do around here?" And you're driven to just looking at water and trying yeah. to figure out what's in it. Man, the man's got a lot of time on his hands. Not yeah. many people stop at Caniva. There was already a would stop. there was already a koala expert there, so he couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's kind of going on. Oh, most people are kind of you know stopping at Horsham. So <laughs> like Caniva's got two motels and a bakery, and that's it. Oh yeah, because we drove through and we went to what was it? The oh the Nil. We stopped at oh, Nil did, yeah, on the that's, way. That's right beside it. Yeah, because there was like a, a big banner out the front that I was fascinated by that yeah. said. Uh, at that time, there was the Nil Duck and Wine Festival, which is, you know, the sweet the ducks. sweet combo that's been asking to be matched together forever. Do they get the ducks drunk on wine? Well, we went into the city, and, well, when I say city, uh, we, went, we went into the collection of people and buildings. Into and, the roundabout. Yeah, and there was like, um, uh, they'd blocked off like the main street, the main whatever, and uh, I wanted to know what how they were going to have like a wine and duck festival and what it was was um, there was a couple of glasses of wine being sold somewhere and there was one mini barbecue cooking either burger 
or duck, and that yeah. was that was their festival. Wow! There was one burner dedicated that's, to cooking duck like a, burgers. It's like a weird version of chicken or fish. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, burger or duck. Yeah, so I think it's over now, but. Uh, yeah. Do, do Too Nil- late to give it a plug. Yeah. Oh, uh, next year, people. Yep. Does Nil have a sporting team? Because I'd like to see a soccer match <laughs> where they go, uh, they go kind of like Beulah one nil nil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they would have heard them all by now. Yeah. But that is pretty. Uh, yeah. It does look when you go in there. It does look like a nil. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot going on. Nil around. Dave, you always have. Uh, I think this is a right thing to say. You've always got very attractive ladies around you. Oh. Don't you? Or oh, don't you notice you. that? Is that um, something you don't notice? Well, look, I don't know. I just have friends. Really? Yeah. Are you going to be like that? Oh, what am I supposed to say? Well, it's just You're supposed fact. to say, it's just a fuck fact. yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got them coming out of me ass, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I, I just think you're a, uh, you're, a, you're a magnet for attractive ladies. Well, you know, I, uh, I just – I think people are – People tend to make friendships based on mutual interests, um, and so I like going out and do silly, silly dancing, and I guess I like to um, do other things. What? Like what? I don't know. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just uh, a coincidence. You've just lucked out in that you like to hang out with people who have mutual interests, and you have mutual interests with a lot of attractive ladies. I, I basically I make I make friendships, and then like um, any any uh, I make them go and get plastic surgery so that, they look at, <laughs> so, that, so that my friends look appealing. You find them on the internet, find out that you can talk to them all, all right, and then just get their bloody head sorted out. Yeah, get get the face facial problems <laughs> rectified. And the other ones you just keep chatting to on the internet, so you don't have to look at them. No yeah. webcams. One of those. Burlesque dancers we just saw used to be a 59-year-old Dominican man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm very proud of how far Pablo's come. <laughs> <laughs> now, can I ask this? Because now I don't know whether this is something that I'm allowed to ask or whether it's a, 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 even, even true or not, but when you say all this stuff about giving up things, do you, do you, is sex a thing that you've given up? Well, that's a really interesting question. Thank you. Yeah, because... Um, sex isn't bad. Like, sex is good, but I have this very strong belief that um, sex without love is a little bit damaging, which is controversial. I think, I think sex without love can be destructive, and I think it can uh, cause issues. Right. And so is this something that you have learnt or is this just a belief that you have or is this come about because of something or is that just just a belief that you've always had uh it's something i've kind of figured out over time but it's something that is also uh, backed up you know in kind of spiritual traditions yeah right because yeah. i sort of think if you're like that and you've always got these very very attractive let's be honest very attractive ladies all around you i'll pass that along y- yeah they'll be, lo- they'll be delighted with the, with oh, the really? compliment with the very varies um so does that effectively sort of make you a vagina tease in some way? <laughs> <laughs> because you're hanging out with all these hot chicks and they're obviously enchanted with you and you're like, can't have it, ladies, sorry. Sorry about that. Wow. 
I feel like uh, maybe I'm redressing the balance there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you're the one person in this probably country. <laughs> you are such a Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Charlotte? From Sex in the City. Oh, the real, the one oh look, so you've even given up Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah, I, I never took it up. No, he's, he's not in love with it, so he, Fair he enough. can't sit If you don't love it, it, don't watch it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, like I think, I think people get themselves into trouble and people um, make ill-informed decisions, especially, again, while drunk about about sexual hookups and i think that um yeah it can it can really kind of distort things for you a little bit i'm i'm not sure i mean sex is a little bit of a mystery to people i don't think we really truly as a human race understand what it is i think maybe in history we maybe had more of a grip on what it is and you know it can be used to create life and it can be used to kind of fuse and bond you to a person and i think that it's become a little bit like fast food in the modern era. It is yeah, a weird. It is such a weird thing. In it, I've definitely been in situations where I'm in the middle of something, going, "This is great," but you know what? I'm pretty sure this is no good. Yeah, yeah it's right. very weird to be on those different levels at the same time, going, "This is amazing." Yet I reckon in two minutes, this is going to be the opposite of amazing. That very yeah. much, yeah, yeah. It is something that everyone's chasing, but it's a weird no bag one... of chemicals going on in your head. Yeah, and but do it's we like understand a weird it? thing where yeah, everyone you sort of want to get it, and then you get it. You, you, you don't. No one knows what they're doing. Like yeah. really, even someone who thinks that they're Good. Like, do you, you know? It's a bit like a can of Fanta. <laughs> you get that third way through it and go, this is great. And then the second third isn't as good. You're right, yeah. Carl. It is just like a delicious, <laughs> refreshing can of Fanta. Let's all pop out for one right now. Oh, I want to have some dirty want- Fanta right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a wholesome, fulfilling Fanta. <laughs> I want to have some Fanta with some of your dancers. <laughs> if you're not going to have Fanta with them, I'll have a slab with them. Oh no! This is the whole comedy festival. I'm just going to be like trying to fend off would-be maniacs. Yeah, I think from yeah. you know that's going to be a show in and of itself. Yeah, probably. I, I was just going to say this. Uh, this I don't know if this is funny or not, but you know, I, on the show before I have talked about my girlfriend about things she said to me. Uh, this is something that she said to me today that she'll be loving me saying. <laughs> now, it, I've talked about what she said before, sort of unconsciously or sub, not subconsciously, un- unconsciously, where she's been concentrating on something else and she'll just let her mouth go. Uh, we were talking about the gig because we've all just come from a gig. Uh, I was, uh, we were at a gig tonight at Softbelly. You, mm. Dave Callum was on at Softbelly tonight. And I was talking to my girlfriend this morning while she was reading a book. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, there should be a lot of people there tonight. And she goes, oh, yeah, who goes to that gig? <laughs> and and I go, oh, just, you know, regulars, regular people go there. Like, we've got a bunch of regulars. And she's, like, still reading this book, and she didn't, didn't even look up and went, yeah, regular dickheads, why don't you love me? <laughs> Whoa. That's what she said. And I was like, and I just started laughing. And then I, it was like waking up someone from a trance. And I went, what? And she goes, oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hang on, was she asleep or was she reading? No, she was reading. Yeah, right. Wow. That must have been a hell of a book. To be honest, we say it wasn't like, you know, like some drama or something. We say a lot of stuff without meaning it like as punctuation, stuff like that. Like she will say, hey, what are you doing over there? I love you. Right. Like, so I think that was uh, what she meant by, like, why don't you love me? Is like, why aren't you over here hugging me right now? Why aren't you giving me all of your attention? But I just thought, that is beautiful written down. 
Who do you? Who goes to your gig? I don't know. Regular people. Yeah, regular dickheads. Why don't you love me? Because <laughs> <laughs> and you should just say because you're not a regular dickhead. Yeah, yeah. You're an irregular one. <laughs> but it was like waking up from a trance at the end, and I was like, "Do you know what you just said?" And she's like, "I don't know. What What do you think I said?" <laughs> I'm like, like, "I don't you... know, but it's going on the show." And she's like, "You <laughs> asshole." <laughs> it's like you'd hypnotized it. Yeah. Mm. That's funny. Maybe you you could win her back with Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she'll be copying a 1.25 litre bottle tonight. Oh. Get, a, get a 2002 vintage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, we had uh, Peter Hellier in here a few weeks ago. Um, oh, yes. Your previous castmate on, on Rove uh, on Channel 9, and you were yeah. on the Channel 10 version as well? Yeah, for, for a bit? season, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, he was telling us, uh, regaling us with some stories of the early days of, of Rove, the show, um, and he was telling us you, you had a sketch once where you had Peter Russell Clark come on, and I think the sketch was going to be that he was doing a life, uh, like a nude modelling thing, and he was bang up for it. He oh, was yeah. ready. And the, sto- the story, as Helia tells it, is that you were waiting for him to turn up, and you thought you'd do a few lewd drawings of Peter Russell Clark just to kill time. And then he turned up <laughs> and saw the drawings that you had done, cracked the shits and stormed out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually... Never heard that story. What? Like, oh, I, this is I back heard... in your drinking days, back when you were drinking soft drinks. No, no, no. no. I, uh, yes, maybe. But all the sugar has blocked out that memory. I heard he cracked the shits and left, but I didn't know why. Oh, they kept uh. it from you. And I don't, I don't remember doing lewd pictures, but it wouldn't surprise me if I did. Did I? Did I do them on a blackboard, like a, on a whiteboard? Maybe. I think or... it was like life drawing, so it would be on an easel. Yeah, I think maybe that. Yeah, you just maybe you were mucking around with one of the props. Oh, it's yeah. funny that I'm now answering questions That's about weird. something that you've done yeah, that yeah. I wasn't present <laughs> no, for. I remember there being like uh, a massive, like like between all of us, Rove a and massive, Peter. I heard there was a massive something, but I heard that you drew it. No, well, <laughs> I, we, we were like doing all this sort of like, where's the cheese? Is that what he says? <laughs> yeah. He says, where's the cheese? Yeah. And somebody did a cartoon of him saying, where's the cheese? It might have been me. Rove is a cartoonist as well, so we may have all been drawing pictures. Boners, I'm not sure about. I'm not sure if anybody <laughs> drew him naked with a boner, but also that would be highly likely. That's a shame he... He, uh, yeah, he hates you, yes. He hates me. It's yeah. not. Uh, it's softened by the fact that this was like 12 years ago. Yeah. So. Well, I still want to have a cage match. <laughs> Maybe he's one of the crazies calling up your Triple J show every week just oh, to that, get oh, revenge. Doing he's doing his characters yeah. just to get back at you. That wouldn't surprise me. That would be a good revenge. That would was, be a great have, revenge. Have you, have you, has there ever been a character ring up that's called himself, fuck, I hate you, Dave Cowan, <laughs> for drawing a tiny boner on me. Because that would be a giveaway. Because that would be the giveaway. Yeah. Yeah, there has. Oh, okay. Well, that's, <laughs> well yeah. that all makes Bang. sense. That, that's, why, that's what he was signing off with. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a story about, oh, and it's been a while since I've heard this, so I might get it wrong, that, there, that you, you, guys, you and Rove lived together. At one point in Perth, yeah, is for, that correct? No, no, no. We we lived together in Melbourne right, for okay. two years between ninety nine and two thousand one. The story that I heard uh, was that Rove came home one day and found a trail of M and M's at the front door, leading through the house into a bedroom. Towards and you lying naked <laughs> on a bed with, with Peter Russell pile, Clark over <laughs> with on top a pile of, of M and M's on your junk. <laughs> Is that story is that story in any way accurate? I am not going to confirm or deny <laughs> that story whatsoever. Yes. That's great. Yes. 
<laughs> where did you hear this? I can't even remember where I heard it. It was years ago that I heard it. But that's like a that's like one of those great showbiz legends about about you and Rove that's that's going around. Yeah. Well, this is we're going to have so many deals off this show now. Fanta, M and M's, yeah, all really positive recommendations. Of Dave's cock, uh, Peter Russell Clark's cock. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be at us for some sweet endorsement. Yeah, definitely. Cheese, the cheese board. Yeah, oh, yeah. the cheese. Yeah. The cheese. Yeah. Burlesque, yeah, is going to get that company. Yep. Props. Ducks Burlesque. and wine, yep, yeah. <laughs> Mount Franklin, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. just lots of this nouns. Is too, it's, you know what it's turned into? It's turned into a bit like the circle where we do, we just talk for about a minute and then suddenly we're throwing it like infomercials. <laughs> where we should just start, start trotting people in here to sell mops and biscuits and stuff. Oh, I love. I watched one of them the other day and I loved it because they showed people from an angle where you can see that they're they, they're clearly supposed to be talking to each other. Where it's like, Moira, is this? Is this product really? Will it really soak up all the Fanta that I've spilled on the ground? <laughs> and then, and then Maura's like, "Yes, Ted, of course it will. It's whatever." But they showed it from an angle where you could clearly see they were looking three feet to the side of each other. <laughs> right. I was like, right. "What are you doing that for? Why would you pick that angle? It looks ridiculous." My favorite things on those infomercials are when they have any kind of exercise equipment. And they've got the poor – well, not poor because they'd be getting paid, but the the people who have to model the equipment and just have to stand there on the trainer yeah, just grinning. doing the movement, doing the back and forth kind of hip slide or whatever it is, just looking stupid for five minutes. Yeah. Grinning at the camera oh. like a fuckhead. Those cross trainers are ridiculous with the sticks that you pump back and forward while you're striding along like that. I used to hate them until I kind of figured out that – if you kind of close your eyes so there's a little bit blurry, you kind of feel like you're driving a giant robot. And <laughs> it was like, hey, base, uh, this is calendar base. I'll be there in 400 kilojoules. I used to do that when I was driving home at night, like late night gigs in the country, or especially when uh, you drive along uh, uh, a road. And I'd trick myself into thinking that the blue bitumen was like, I was, it was water and I was in a jet boat. And all the grass on either side was like the reeds. And I was just driving a jet boat home. Mm. You sound, that's the talk of a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you just calm down and have a Fanta? <laughs> oh, not while I'm driving. A nice, Jesus. refreshing Fanta. God, I'd pull over and have a Fanta, maybe, but mm. God. Delicious. Uh, yeah. Are we all going to go out and get a Fanta after this? I'm feeling like it. Yeah. I've got a friend who's uh, mad for oat bars, but the particular brand, so I know, she so can't find anywhere in Melbourne, and like we were going around trying to find them. And every shop we went to didn't have them. And then by the time we found them, it was such a major mission. And it was so kind of almost, you know, like Leo DiCaprio kind of incepted in my mind. I had to have one as well. Yeah. <laughs> and was it a good oat bar? Uh, yeah, it was, but it was kind of just a note bar. And, you know, <laughs> have you given them up now after that? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> half an hour ago. Well, yeah. What year was that? Oh, no, half an hour ago. Yeah. What is the next thing you're going to give up? All right. Uh, next thing I'm going to give up is probably... Sugar. Sugar? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. What are you going to have in your life by the time you turn 60? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'll be like, but then you'll have to give up nothing. I'll be a breath. You'll have to have something. Yeah. I'll probably be giving up life when I'm 60. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to give up start, smiling. No more smiling. You're going to have to take start taking up something at some point. Oh, yeah. Take up things. I think when you work on your, uh, your flaws, I think you gain virtues. That's what I think. Okay. And not that, not that you know, sugar is a flaw. Technically, but um, I think we can always be looking at how we behave and our negativity. One really good exercise I like to do at the end of the day is 
a retrospection. So you lie in bed and you relax your body and then you, th you try and look at your day that you've just had as if it's a movie in the third person perspective. So you did like a Jerry Springer at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's what, right. What we've learned. Dave yeah, Callan's yeah. final thought. Final thought for the day before I rock off to sleep. And you kind of you, you look at either your day in reverse, which is my new favorite way to go, or you can look at it from the beginning like I get out of bed, you know, go downstairs, got to grab my bowl, grab my cereal. Go to the bus stop. <laughs> Car pulls up. Rebecca Black. Um, so, so anyway, uh, you, but you just you just do that. You look at your day as if it's a movie, and what you do is you begin to notice the bigger picture of what your behavior is like and how it's affecting other people and the the little ways you could have improved your day. And you kind of get a good insight into how you behave, and you begin to if you do it every night for a period of time, see the the patterns in your behavior and, and how you can kind of be a better person. So what do you reckon you'll have on the on the list tonight? I'll probably look at me eating too much for lunch. Probably the, um, the, the company you keep at night. This In particular, exactly. I'll be like, all right, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> be, Could have been more burlesque dancers in here. but anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think they went and got a cup of tea. Um but um, you begin to see like how maybe things you do create uh, problems for yourself or other people. They're the main things to look out for. So you want to be hard because for me, every morning would start 10 a.m. with a big glass of Coke. I'd oh, yeah. be every night reflecting, oh, fuck, again. Yeah. Again. Be no good. Diet was, Coke. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You've got to keep that figure somehow. I'd be, a, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be like, I was thinking about what you were saying. I'm like, I might do that tonight. And I, I don't think I left the house today. I think that'd just depress me <laughs> if I sort of looked into it too much. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that either. Yeah. I have full days where I leave the house at six o'clock and go, oh, that looks like that. The sun was, would have been good today. Yeah. But yep. Mm. Yeah, I think you've got to be, you've got to on a base level be pretty comfortable with how your life is travelling at the point that you're at otherwise. I guess that's the point of doing it. Once you once you reflect on what you're doing, you sort of want to change it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. My big danger that I absolutely had to give up and um, I've relapsed a few times is uh, video games. Oh, really? It's such a waste and I can just get absorbed into them really yeah. easily. Right. I don't, I've never... I've never. It's been a. It's like coffee or or drugs or whatever for me. I've like got no interest. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, and I'm. I've got enough things to pro procrastinate with. I wish I yeah. felt the same about Twitter and Facebook. Oh sure. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's if you're friends with me, you're a good chance of. Uh, if you pick any any hour of the day, you're a good chance of logging in and seeing me in the chat option there. So yeah, there you I, go. I'd be putting. I should be putting that on my thoughts for the day at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Have a think about your, what I'm your, doing. Your little retrospection. Yeah. What I like about your, the retrospection thing, if you're actively working on improving yourself and you're actively doing a remembrance of the whole day before you fall asleep, what you'll find is when you wake up, you'll remember all of your dreams. Oh, really? Which is because you're training your mind to... Yeah, I, I heard this once. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but... Yeah, someone told me that once about when you get up and you have a dream and you know that thing where you lie there and go, that was a great dream and as soon as you look at something else, you forget it. Someone told me if you train yourself to get up, as soon as you've had a dream, write it all down, Yeah, it trains your brain and the next day you remember your dream so much easily. That's right, you've got to keep a dream journal. Yeah, so I did yeah. that except it was taking me two hours every morning to go Whoa. and then I changed into a bird <laughs> and then yeah. I flew and shot lasers at George Washington and yeah. then George Washington turned into my mum who yeah. was a 
cat, you know, and that yeah. felt natural. That's all very symbolic, my yeah. friend. Yeah. And it was like, it took me so long to write all this stuff down that I was like, oh, I don't really need to mm. have all this stuff transcribed. Yeah. But yeah, it took, I was struck by how long it takes you to write down your dreams. It was full on. It yeah. was taking me 90 minutes to write everything down. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. But I guess I didn't have a computer, so yeah. that could be sped up now. You're Maybe. using a little quill. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was using a penny farthing to write this. I don't know how. I was dipping it in ink. And then writing around yeah. giant letters. A giant canvas. Yeah, yeah you can, um, yeah, if you keep a dream journal, it's really good to retrospect over that as well, like read back over the dreams and see patterns emerging in those as well. Right. And dreams are very, very symbolic. Are they? Yeah, and it's either because some people believe it's all subconscious gobbledygook, other people believe uh, that there is a language, a hidden language of dreams, and these uh, messages are from our, uh, you know, our inner being, if you want to get kind of religious or spiritual about it, and they're being sent to us to register and help us understand our lives. Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> I made out with a cat in my dream a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know Hang what that on, means. Made out with? Yeah. Oh, like that's... a cat cat or someone dressed up as a cat? I think it was a person and then it was a cat. <laughs> Fat cat. Yeah. Well, uh, three things. Well, he didn't say no, so... <laughs> Cats can sometimes symbolize sex. They can also symbolize enemies, or maybe you're just a person who wants to have sex with a cat. I'm going for C. C. Yeah. So, sex with your enemy cat, yeah. like a cat that you hate. Yeah. You should go and have sex with it. Yeah, that's like bestiality. There you go. There's homework for you before the next episode, Carl. <laughs> have sex with a cat, Carl. Right, for the next make episode. my dreams come true. <laughs> well, guys, that brings us to the end of... Uh... I'd like to have sex with a giant cat, like a lion. <laughs> I think this podcast was. This is the end of the podcast. I think we were always going to get here at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is but... this is the trigger for me to wind it all up, guys. That brings us to the end for another week. Um, thanks so much for joining us, David Callan. That's all right. You got, you got a show in the Melbourne Comedy Festival coming up. Yes. Called the symbol for women. Yes, that's right. It's called women or the symbol. S- symbol of Venus. Yep. Or circle with a plus. Yep. So look that up, Dave Callan at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Uh, we will see you next week in the Little Dum Dum Club. Thanks for listening. See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye, mate. My lover, you was my friend